morelikeradio.com. It's our duty to entertain you. <laughs> I said duty. To alcohol, the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. I blame this all on Kevin, damn you. Has anyone ever known a good person named Kevin? We, we hung out with, with Kevin from Alcohol by Volume. And he only says like three words. He, he's like really shy. He barely talked to me. Towards the end of the night when he was drinking more, man, he, he was he was right there with us talking a mile a minute. Alcohol by Volume? Oh, I'm actually kind of drunk. Alcohol by Volume. Awesome show. You really want to get drunk? <laughs> Listen to that show. Because by hour two, he's blitzed. I'm bad. Oh, it's awesome. Because it's a beer show. Kevin's some stupid kid. His weird guy. Polish last name, yeah. Where's your dedication there, Kevin? Your own show or someone else's? Alcohol my volume. Alcohol my volume. I shove alcohol in my butthole. That's not it? It's nothing to do with butthole. I mean, can you even get drunk anymore? It's kind of like a drinking a vitamin. Right? So you're blaming the drunkard. Yes, I'm blaming the MLR drunkard, Kevin. Hello, bartender. I have thought it over, and far from being a fat pig, you are very nice. And I would like another drink. Take a barf, drunkie! Just about to tear into my fourth beer right now, so uh, yeah, okay. That's that's what work does to me. Welcome to Alcohol by Volume on MoreLikeRadio.com. Uh, if you want to Skype in, Skype name's Alcohol by Volume, all one word, or you can uh, call the phone number eight six two three four five seven one two five. For those of you that like to look the letters on your keypad, although I don't even know if anybody does that anymore, it's eight six two. A-L-C-O-H-O-L, that's 862-L-C-O-H-O-L. And of course, check out what we're talking about the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash alcohol. Yeah, son of a bitch, I'm starting this out great, aren't I? Facebook.com slash groups slash alcohol by volume. Uh, there was actually a question I posed in the group yesterday that a bunch of people answered, which I was kind of pleased with the interaction on that, but I'll, I'll get into that in a little bit. Oh, excuse me. Jesus Christ. Uh, let me open this up. And uh, let's see. There's also, of course, the alcohol by volume beer tasting list, which I need to add a couple new things to. A uh, couple new things that, again, I will mention in a few minutes here. That is at uh, tinyurl.com slash ABV beer tasting. It's an open spreadsheet. It's a, on uh, Google Docs. And you can pretty much add whatever beer you want. We got uh, links for Beer Advocate on there so we can have a reference point for it. You list the alcohol by volume of it. You list the price you paid per bottle. You give a little review on it. Give a little rating on it from 1 to 5. Um, and you know, let us let us know what you like. It's, it's a good tool for everybody to kind of figure out what's good, what's shit, and what's kind of just, you know, in the middle for when you're feeling that... Uh, that average kind of feeling there. Uh, let me log that into Untapped because I have uh, obsessive compulsive problems, I suppose. Ah, um. Well, for those of you that are in the Facebook group, you may have seen that uh, Mitch got his beer from the beer trade. So 
check out the Facebook page for that. Again, facebook.com slash group slash alcohol by volume. It's actually a pretty good video. And uh, if I if I need to tempt you further to watch it, you know, maybe if you're not, you know, necessarily feeling Mitch and his beard, well, there, there's boobies in it. So come on, go watch it now. Uh, great video. Very happy. Uh, Mitch was actually, he uh, took a picture of the, what was it, the St. Ambrose um, oatmeal stout. Nice bit of photography there. Very cool. Thought that made the beer look very, very majestic. And it's a good oatmeal stout if you can find it. It's from uh, McCossum Brewing. Uh, when I receive Mitch's beer package, notice I said beer package, because if I said when I receive Mitch's package, somebody will undoubtedly isolate that. Uh, I'll do a video of my own and, uh, you know, the whole unboxing and everything. So I'm wondering if uh, Mitch decided to add as many packing peanuts to his box as I did with mine because I had a ridiculous amount. But my, mine were the good ones. Mine are the biodegradable ones that you can actually, you know, just dump water on them and all of a sudden they dissolve and disappear. Uh, I know Mitch took a bite of one, so I think he discovered that himself. Uh <laughs> Punchy in the chat saying Punchy in his beard on the other hand, everybody be feeling. Uh, I think I think last week I had enough sound clips that popped up on uh, Lust and Love. Although I don't know if uh, if Dark Fox has uh, isolated all of those yet. Because I know he's been busy with a few other isolation deals. Uh, I, I know there, there was something I said having to do with gay stuff. And I can't remember exactly what it was. But it was a, it was a nice clean clip that I... I don't know. There'll be enough sound clips of me out there, and God willing, I'll end up on the botch list for multiple, multiple things by the end of the year. So, the things I've been drinking this week. Uh, I've actually gone back to drinking kind of during the week, but it's because I fucking hate my job. I am not a fan of my co-worker... And it just generally kind of sucks there right now. But the benefit of working there is the, um, well, you know, those of you that know me, uh, you know I work at a university. I'm not going to go into specifics on that. But the incoming freshman girls, that's always a plus. And then I start to weep silently inside when I realize that not only am am I married with a kid, so that doesn't really help me at all. But, uh, let's see, these girls, incoming freshmen, are most likely about, let's see, let me do some quick math in my head, about 16 years younger than me. So, it is actually physically possible for me to be old enough to be their father. So, yeah, it's not creepy at all, right? (sighs) And Punchy's calling me out of my drinking kind of during the week. So always during the week, weekend, month, year, I scaled it down after the whole birthday debacle, and uh, now I'm, I'm, I'm trying to limit it again. And again, this this is you know something I'm gonna kind of bring up a little bit. Um, yeah, in, incoming freshman girls at a college. <laughs> yes, punchy, punchy nose right there. And Roy Black on crack is totally right too. Freshman girls are great until they open their traps. See, that's the thing. Since since I'm employed there, they don't really need to talk to me all that much, so I can just kind of watch them as they walk by, which is perfectly fine. And question how on earth it can be that comfortable to have shorts that short and that tight. But I'm not complaining. 
Not complaining at all. Um, so anyway, as I was saying, what, uh, what I've been drinking this week, I finally picked up that Sam Adams fall pack, stood by my rule of not, you know, trying to hold off on seasonals until after September 1st, uh, the fall seasonals that is. So I got the Sam Adams fall pack, the Ruby mild in there and the hazel brown are fucking fantastic. The Ruby mild, it's, um, it, it's a lighter version of the Irish red. Really, 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 really fucking good. If they had that out all the time, I'd be buying that all the time. Um, <laughs> and then the hazel brown, it's a, um, well, it's basically, it's like a hazelnut ale. Up until this point, the only hazelnut ale that I can think of, um, and I'm trying to, th- I don't even remember if it's an ale or a, or a stout now, but the, um, the, fuck, fuck, uh, rogue. Rogue's hazelnut, um, was it hazelnut nectar? I think it is. That's the only hazelnut one that I've really come across before, and that was one of my first forays into craft beer. And I, I enjoy that one, but this one blows it out of the fucking water. This one is really, really good. Sam Adams Hazel Brown. I would love if they had this as a regular release. I know they're not gonna because it's so fucking good and. Sam Adams likes to tease us like that. But the flavor in this one, it, oh, god damn. You get that nice kind of, you know, that that brown sugar out of it with long, you know, caramel, toffee, and obviously the hazelnut. But, oh, god damn, so good. Um, <laughs> and Roy Black on crack. They're, they're still talking about it in the chat, uh, Regarding uh, college freshman girls, but uh, a quote a quote from him. I make artsy films. Did you did you know uh, Chloe? Was it uh, seventy? I don't know. I can never pronounce her name. Did a hardcore scene before she was famous. And I used to be a film student, and I never necessarily thought about uh, that kind of line. But then again, uh, college girls don't exactly pay all that much attention to me, as far as I don't know. But I don't know. <laughs> And Punchy says he's going to film school, so when I make my project, I did an artsy movie, want to be in my next one? I don't know. I think there are some girls that pick up line might actually work on. You You never know. They're, they're probably total whores, but, you know, if you're using that pickup line on them, I think you're kind of hoping they're a total whore. So, um, And when I was shopping for my beer this week, god damn it, my beer bucket is condensating all over my goddamn desk. Uh, let's see if the coaster will soak it up. Hey, yeah, that's not bad. And I'm using an alcohol by volume coaster, and it's working pretty well. <laughs> Double purpose. <laughs> okay, yeah, but I, I completely derailed the chat by mentioning college girls, so not not bad, not bad. <laughs> um, but when I went shopping for beer this week, goddamn, I I think this year there is probably the most insane amount of pumpkin beers that. I've ever seen in my life. I know every year around fall you get your pumpkin beers. That it's just a standard. It it happens. This year though, I was I was considering doing a uh, build a six pack because I wanted to see if this one place had um, that red strawberry ale, and they didn't, of course. But they had uh, it had to have been at least twenty different pumpkin beers there. And this year for the first time I started seeing them in cans too. I don't normally see that. But more craft beers popping up in cans, so it's not terribly surprising. But Jesus Christ, I mean, 
out of the 20 that were there, probably close to half of them were ones that I hadn't tried before. So, and motherfucker. Hold on, let me grab this. Knocking shit off my desk. Okay. Um. <laughs> and b- back to the back to the college girl talk. Uh, punchy in the chat says, "I'm not saying any of the things I brag about. If I'm looking for the quote one to take home to my family, just whores." And then a perfect quote from the late great Bill Hicks: "Just looking for one good one or lots of mediocre ones." And to be fair, there are lots of mediocre ones at the place I am employed. But, you know, eh, college girls are college girls. There there are probably a lot of nice, sweet girls that are going to be drunk and not so innocent by the end of the semester. Um, wait, me drunk by 8? Try 6.30. Ooh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be out of beer by 7. I didn't plan this very well. I'm going to be down to the moonshine here. I'm going to have to see if the apple pie moonshine mixes with Diet Cherry Pepsi. <laughs> and if it doesn't, I don't give a shit. Uh, okay, so the question I had posted on Facebook uh, yesterday. See, I'm kind of lagging here. The question I posted yesterday on Facebook, I was very curious because Mitch had kind of brought this up a little bit on last week's Hippo Juice. He, he mentioned some numbers. He actually uh, brought them back up on Facebook. So I'll have to go back to that in a second. Uh, but I was wondering for those of you that do enjoy a drink from time to time and then also imbibe a little bit more heavily from time to time, how many beers is a casual night for you? So, you know, just you get home from work or as some of our listeners get home from not working and, you know, you maybe crack open a beer or two versus a drinking night. That's a night where you're looking to get drunk, also known as a, well, weekday for me, I suppose. Weekend. Day. I don't know. Tuesday nights, definitely. Um, so, let me open up uh, Facebook here, because, you know, it would have it made sense for me to actually bring that up uh, before the show, but I'm I'm not a smart man. I'm just a drunk man. Okay, so had a few a uh, few answers here. Uh, White ass Brent, six to twelve pints a night. I am hoping that is on a drinking night because if that's a casual night, goddamn, I I am impressed. Uh, Greenway, uh, zero on a casual night, which is fair. Twelve plus if I even have one. Okay, also makes sense because it, sometimes I intend on a casual night and it just spirals so i can i can see that happening um matthew and i i never know how to pronounce his fucking last name uh and i got the worst polish fucking last name so i should be able to do this uh matthew g never gonna work here again um he says varies most nights zero and drinking nights never more than six with me Drinking nights, that's about where I'm at. Um, I usually don't exceed a six-pack unless I'm uh, drinking pitchers of Budweiser at a bowling alley. Uh, For casual nights, for me, usually ordinarily tops out at two, three at the most, but I usually stop myself after two. Marie from Hippo Juice and Dutch and Royce. We all know Marie. Zero on average nights, one to two on drinking nights, three, and I'm binging. Then, uh... 
our good friend Mitch, two to three a night, but it's usually spread out over a five or six hour period. And that's kind of that's kind of how my casual goes to, where I'm not drinking two beers in in a you know one hour period or whatever. It it's basically I get home from work, I crack open a beer, maybe a couple hours later I'll have another one, and that's how that works. And then he also says on a drinking night it's usually eight or more over the same time period. So Mitch, Mitch is, you know, Mitch is a professional with that. So he knows what he's doing. And then, of course, Hammy from uh, Ham Radio, Brain Stew. And then he wanders over to, you know, half the other shows on the on the network, you know, 360 and 420, Hippo Juice, Dutch and Royce, you know, basically wherever they'll have him. Uh, three to five is casual. Enough drinks that I'm calling late night radio shows, yelling and slurring everything I say that's drinking and too much. And if you want to know what the hell he's talking about there, make sure you download um, this weekend's uh, 360 on 420 for a little bit of Drunk Hammy, which was fucking fantastic. I, I listened to that today, and it was it, it was it was quite entertaining, quite entertaining. Um, let's see, let's let's see what the input in the chat is. Uh, Roy Black on crack, casual around three, a drink night, twenty plus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Whew. Um, yeah, and Punchy, Punchy says he's ninety nine percent no alcohol days now. So he he's um he's going back. I think he's going back to his uh his straight edge days. Going back, going back to before the uh, well, basically before the first nerd hour that I listened to. The first nerd hour I ever listened to was Drunk Punchy, and that was a brilliant, brilliant episode. And then, of course, Sherry in the chat, uh, one to two glasses of wine. Um, the amount per glass varies on the day. So I don't know if I don't know if Sherry's ever seen um, the show Cougar Town. And mock me all you want. I mean, I know Dutch got mocked for New Girl, but I think Cougar Town is actually an entertaining show and well written. But I don't know. I'll probably get busted on for that. But if um, if you guys know Cougar Town, I, I could see the the varying amount in the wine glass for that. Um, oh, and yeah, you know what? Punchy just brought up something that I, I, I feel I should promote. The Nerd Hour on Fridays uh, from 11 to 1, so 11 p.m. to 1 a.m., there is a new third mic on the show. Some of you may recognize his name. He's a regular in the chat, or at least he was until his laptop took a shit. And then he had to rely on Skype chat for everything. Uh, but the wonderful Cornax is now the new third mic on the Nerd Hour, on the Nerd Hour Fridays, 11 to 1, also known as After Brains 2. So check him out on there. He... Um, he was uh, enlightening some of us with a bit of a, uh, I guess it's a hangover cure, but I, I don't know. I, I think with me, I'd, I'd, I'd puke it up pretty quickly. But it is termed the McDeath Challenge. Now, uh, he's he's um, put together some videos for this, and I believe he will be making them available at some point. I'm not going to go into it any further than that because I don't want to ruin it for him. Uh, but yeah, so he, he's, he's a trooper. He's a fucking trooper. I, but I was, I was happy to meet him at the MLR live event back in April. He was not a creeper at all. He was very friendly. He didn't follow anybody to the bathroom, at least anybody that didn't want to be followed to the bathroom. 
So, uh, welcome Cornex to the Nerd Hour. Listen live on Friday. I'm gonna try and listen live, uh, if at all possible, cause I, I know they are going to be live this Friday. It is not going to be pre-recorded. So, check that out. Um, so with that, you know what? I'm going to get into news stories, but because I am not a, <laughs> Exactly, Punchy. That's what I was going for. I was listening to Lust and Love earlier. (laughs) Um, I'm going to get into the news stories, but because I did not plan my, uh, well, I did not schedule my bladder very well. Oh, Marianne's in the chat. I did not schedule my bladder very well. I'm going to take a very brief break here, uh, empty the lizard, as it were, and I will be right back. Tattoos and touchdowns. Mark out radio with Big T and Dark Fox. Masters of None. 360 on 420. The No Name Show. The Kazi and Kenny Show. It's Lust and Love Radio. Ham Radio. OSW Review. Antisocial Gamer Radio. It's time for Dutch and Royce. Three speakers with Lance and Kyle. Get ready for Hippo Juice. It's the Red Show. It's Daytime Divas with Marianne and Kitty. Welcome to the Gentleman Show. Welcome back to the Ellison Albert Show. This is the fifth circle. Radio Meltdown. Radio. The Nerd Hour. Alright, you're checking out the Cousin Joe show on More Like Radio. More Like Radio! Hey, listeners. Yes, that means you. Missed your favorite More Like Radio shows live? No problem. Just go to morelikeradio.com slash downloads. That's morelikeradio.com slash downloads. More Like Radio's RSS feed works with your iThings, Zooms, Androids, Windows Phone, and anything else that can subscribe to an RSS feed. If you're so awesome that you only get your podcasts from iTunes, you can subscribe to our feed in iTunes by clicking the subscribe to iTunes link right on the downloads page. So what are you waiting for? Download More Like Radio podcasts and subscribe to our feed now. Yes, right now. Do it. MoreLikeRadio.com Because mean people need to laugh too. Help me God, if you throw that computer on the floor again, you'll wake up in a mental ward with total amnesia under someone else's name. That's actually kind of scary. Eh, wouldn't be the first time. And I'm back. Ah, son of a bitch. Right, right as piss hit the bowl, I realized that I had taken advice from a previous week of the show, and I had purchased a bottle of Gatorade. It's, uh, let's see, how big is this fucking bottle? It's one of the 32-ounce bottles, one of the wide-mouth Gatorade G2 whatever bottles, and I was going to use that as a piss bottle, but stupid me forgot it was fucking there so i don't know given what i'm the amount i'm drinking right now i'll probably end up having to take a piss break in the middle of hour two so we'll see what happens uh and like i said before that 
minute break. See, that wasn't that bad. I, you know, I had ads and everything. It was, it was good. It was better than you know, Brass Bonanza or that bit from Robot Chicken. So, yeah. Um, and I'm not drinking what? Well, you know, it is American beer, but it's not watery. This is good Sam Adams shit. Uh, and the next one I'm drinking. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it when I open it, which will probably be in about six minutes. Why six minutes? I don't know. But uh, Marianne's in the chat, and uh, I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into derailing the show with Animal Crossing like I did on Lust in Love. But yeah, she's in my uh, town in Animal Crossing right now, picking up some apples and uh, persimmons because I I have those on my trees, and she needs them, and I I left some there for her. So if anybody is playing Animal Crossing, um, I don't know, and you want me to add you to my friend list, and you wanna. Uh, me to add you to whatever the fuck I'm saying. Message me on Twitter at e d i c i u s, and uh, we can we can trade we can we can we can trade fruits, and uh, maybe I maybe I can give you some items because you know may, maybe a uh, rococo chair, or uh, I I thought I thought this was interesting. See, I'm derailing derailing. I w- I was in the shop in Animal Crossing uh, yesterday, and there was an IV drip there, and it reminded me of my birthday. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Oh yeah, you know what? There was one other thing that I noticed this week. I was watching the most recent episode of Bar Rescue, and I know you know there are a decent amount of MLR people that watch Bar Rescue. And in this bar, they were serving what was it Guinness, uh, Smithwicks, and fuck, um, uh, Kilkenny's, I think. And the way this one bartender was pouring the Guinness actually physically hurt me. She was not tilting the glass at all from the tap. She just set the glass down underneath the tap, pulled the tap, and just let it pour in. And then she didn't let it cascade or anything. She, oh, it was, it was fucking painful. Oh. And then, of course, they went into the whole, you know, the the perfect Guinness pour is was it 119.5 seconds, where you do the glass maybe about three quarters full, then you just let it sit, cascade, and then you top it off, and you get that nice crown on it and everything, and blah blah blah. My wife is looking at me while we're watching it. I'm like, yes, yes, the crown. I'm like, I'm freaking out over it. I'm freaking out over the bad pour and everything. She's looking at me like I'm fucking insane, which is pretty much about 75% of the time. Um, oh, and Marianne, if you want that IV drip, I could actually, I could, I could give you the IV drip and then I could just order a new one for myself from my, uh, from my shop. So I could, uh, I don't know. Uh, you know what? Maybe, maybe when I'm playing a video, I can, uh, leave, uh, <laughs> leave it out in my town. God damn it. This is not anti-social gamer radio, but I'm talking games. <sighs> so, uh, the first, thing i came across here i was seeing this popping up on a lot of different feeds uh different beer news sites i was seeing it on twitter i was seeing it on reddit apparently the media is finally picking up on what we've known for a while regarding craft beer and crafty beer you know big beer versus craft beer all that kind of shit because nightline did a feature where they cover craft versus crafty beer uh, let me cue this up. I'll probably, you know, I'm probably going to kind of, you know, run through you know, and you know, play it here and there 
pause when I feel like I need to say something enraging. So let me cue this and go. Beer is a hundred billion dollar industry in this country, selling over six trillion gallons per year. Once thought of as a down-to-earth drink, these days beer has gotten fancy with small brewers making what's known as craft beer. This reminds me of that clip from, I believe it was the Today Show. This woman is like, what is known as craft beer? Think back to that clip from the Today Show. What is internet? Oh, I don't know. Maybe we're just ahead of the game, but I think Nightline is a bit behind things here. And sales are exploding up 15%. So what's that doing to the beer business? We welcome ABC's nutrition and wellness editor, David Zinzenko. Ugh, Zinzenko? How the fuck do you get a job in news like with a name like Zinzenko? I guess you got to be pretty good at what you do, or you blow the right guys. Nightline. Oh man. It's one of America's favorite pastimes, celebrating summer with a cold one. Beer is having a big moment, a revolution of sorts. From Of course, the obligatory tit shot on uh, some chick that had real women drink craft beer on her shirt. So, you know, you got to keep the ratings up. Um, oh, and there's a I think yeah, I think it's a Southern Tier banner that they got at this festival, wherever they're at. Festivals. Yeah, I'm here to taste as many beers as possible. To tours. Oh, yeah. We love beer. To beer gardens. Now I have a greater appreciation of all the work that goes into them. In the old days, beer was the downscale beverage of choice of down-to-earth movie characters like Bluto in Animal House. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, that that's uh, that's topical and and current Animal House. Yeah. Oh yeah, Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah, that that's current. Yep. Beer is taken as seriously as fine wine, and there's a new crop of beer snobs to tell you about it. It definitely looks heavier than your average porter. Creating hours of YouTube content. A little bit of pineapple and mango. Rating hundred. A little bit of pineapple and mango. I mean, I don't want to bust on this guy too much because. You know, he's, he's part of the beer community, and um, I guess it, I'm going by the logo in the in the bottom corner of this beer review thing. It's called Proper Hops, and I guess this guy does reviews and everything. But, uh, I mean, he already, he, just within a few words, he comes across as too cool for the room beer guy. Now I know sometimes I can be a little bit snobbish with my stuff when when I you know you know downplay Budweiser and shit like that, but there's there's a different there's a different level of that. So let me see if I can of skip through this. There are even bit. beer sommeliers suggesting food pairings. I'm gonna throw this in with. They're not called sommeliers. Call them cicerones. If you're gonna have an educational piece on beer, use the fucking word fajitas. This isn't your ordinary six-pack. People are increasingly seeking out beers made by smaller brewers that experiment with flavor. They don't like the watered-down stuff that they're used to. Creating what's known as craft beer. Ooh, craft beer is exploding. Big brewers are really looking at that and trying to make a more local, fresh product. In the past year alone, hundreds of new craft breweries have popped up all over the U.S. Sales are up 15%. 
and a lot of this is stuff that I've actually mentioned on the show in the past. You know, it's just the, the sales figures going up and everything. <laughs> Marianne in the chat. Oh my God, these guys sound like they eat corn the long way. <laughs> Very nice. And uh, by the way, Marianne, uh, if you want to pop back into my town, um, I, I, I left something in front of my train station for you. <laughs> uh, let me see. Let me see if I can scan through this a little bit. It forces us to get better. Oh, and I tell people, oh, Jim drink the beer. Don't drink the advertising. Yeah, it's, been a, it's been a few and years since Sex for Sam with him, hasn't it? The maker of Budweiser, who owns nearly 50% of the American market, now admits and, uh, they were complacent. But we weren't necessarily paying attention to some of the things that were happening Okay, they just them. had the, the chief marketing that. officer of Anheuser-Busch pouring a beer from a tap. And he was doing it horribly. About 75% of the glass was foam. Dude. Dude. Oh. Couldn't they have gotten somebody else to do that fucking shot? Fuck. Ready? Let's go. We hopped on a beer bus. A beer bus. It was a party for beer. Here, people are serious about their beer. I like Miller High Life, actually. Uh The champagne of beers. Ugh. Ugh. Miller High Life, the champagne of beers. I don't. Uh, it's it's enough to make me want to tap out of this. More really. appreciation for bathrooms. Definitely, I can't. I can't go home and drink it. Of course. We started our journey at the largest craft beer maker in the country. Welcome to our brewery, Boston okay. Beer. And you know, if, and from this in the video, because I did actually watch this before. I'm just remembering some of it now. But they they basically go through kind of a tour of Sam Adams and everything. And we know Sam Adams. We know Sam Adams is the biggest craft brewer in the world. But it, this just seems to be another one of those things. And I know we we give shit to the media all the time, and deservingly so, that they're so late on all this shit. And jumping on the craft beer bandwagon now with the report, maybe if they had done this two years ago they would have been a little bit more topical, but now they just look fucking silly. So, uh, but they, they went into, you know, they were trying to kind of get both sides of it. Budweiser basically saying, you know, yeah, we, we slacked off. So now we're trying to weasel in with our, you know, our craft beers, which aren't craft beers, but I will admit they still, they still do some decent stuff. I'll, I'll still, I'll still try a line and Kugel. I'll still try a blue moon. I'll still try a shock top, things like that. There's there's a shock top coming out that if I actually make it through uh, my prep and get into all the uh, new releases, there there's uh, a seasonal coming out. I think I mentioned it last week, but I just didn't get to it. Um, there's a shock top seasonal coming out that I really want to look out for. So um, that's 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 pretty much it for that Nightline video. Um, this one I actually just found today on AmericanCraftBeer.com. It has to do with in Pittsburgh with uh, kettle brewing. Uh, I'm sorry, copper kettle brewing in Pittsburgh. There are a lot of local companies there that are starting to stray away from the typical team building exercises. You know the whole trust fall shit, and you know the you'll see like you know company picnic team building, you know, sack races and, you know, tie the legs together and, you know, the egg carrier, all that stupid shit, you know, you're supposed to bring your families, but, you know, it comes across as team building exercises too and all that kind of bullshit. 
Well, in Pittsburgh, the uh, Copper Kettle Brewing Company, uh, it was actually, um, this is via Pittsburgh Magazine's recent Best in the Berg 2013 edition, their pick for the best way to make your corporate team building day bearable. It's brewing beer at Copper Kettle Brewing Company. It's a brew-on-premise shop, which means it's a small-scale brewery where groups can make an appointment to spend about two and a half hours brewing their own beer. So it opened in early 2012, and one of their goals is to teach people how to make their you know favorite kind of beers. People... Initially, they say, you know, people initially are a little bit apprehensive when they get in there, but they loosen up as they go through the process and everything. And because of that, it's been seen as the perfect opportunity for a team building activity. So these brew on premise shops, or U brews, apparently, as they're also known, they're extremely popular in Canada due to the high taxes on beer that can be avoided by brewing yourself in Canada. In the U.S., you don't see a lot of these yet. They're very few and far between. But you know, so you're not going to see a lot of um, you're not going to see a lot of you know team building exercises built around these places just yet. I mean, me personally, I would I would love to do team building exercises like this, and not not just because I'm an alcoholic, but because I find brewing beer is. It's a, there's actually a relaxing element to it. I don't know what it is. It, whenever I do my home brews, there is that initial. I mean, I, I'm a I'm a fucking anxious mess, you know, 95 percent of the time. But there is, you know, there's that initial anxiety kind of thing. You know, making sure everything's sanitized right, making sure you have everything where you need it. I mean, I'm so fucking anal retentive when it comes to that. I want to make sure everything's out where I need it and all that. But once you're actually getting into it. Get every everything mixed in there, you know, pitching the yeast. It's a very, very relaxing thing. I think if it came to that, if if I was working in a small brewery, I mean I know I you know wouldn't be making shit for money, but I would probably be a lot happier. I'd probably be a lot more relaxed just being able to do something like that. I don't know. There, there's something meditative about it. But anyway, um, I mean, I, I would, I would, I would love to do it as team building exercises. If it wasn't for the fact, like you know, like I said before, um, it would be a fucking nightmare with my current colleagues because I don't even want to uh, attend staff parties with them. I don't want to attend meetings with them. I don't want to be in the same state as them. Pretty much, I, uh, I think I've successfully avoided the department holiday party which unfortunately doesn't even well actually kind of fortunately doesn't even take place on our campus it takes place at one of our other campuses and i'm not driving a fucking hour out of my way to do that to spend time with people i don't even like um but i've successfully avoided that for let's see 2008 uh if i can do it this year it'll be the fifth year in a row that i will have successfully avoided it so we'll see what happens in December, and uh, if I'm especially surly in December, you'll probably know why. Um, but oh Jesus, <laughs> Mitch in the chat, you brew beer, I make bullets. We all find our own ways of relaxing, and you know what? It, it, it's it's whatever does it for you. Like 
I'm trying. I'm trying to think of something else that genuinely relaxes me. I've I've been talking about this in therapy lately, trying to find things that relax me. Um, there isn't a lot out there, mm. but bre- brewing <laughs> brewing would be one of those things. Um, so corporate groups they've begun to make Copper Kettle their go-to destination for team building, holiday parties like I mentioned, um, meetings, setting up presentations at the bar next door. It, it almost, it almost kind of screams of gimmicky kind of things they try and do on the office. But um, it says coworkers seem at ease, getting to know each other as they all learn something new and work together to create something truly awesome. The only time these newbie brewers seem more excited to be spending time with their coworkers is when they return to the brewery two to three weeks later to bottle and get the chance to sample the fruits of their labor. And I, I can see that. I mean. You know, you see these people every day, and it, I think I think a difference with me is that I really have one coworker, and I can't fucking stand him. And of course, my boss I can't fucking stand him. I guess it would be different if I had an office of coworkers, and I could tolerate, you know, three quarters of them. But anyway. Um, so this, this is apparently becoming a big thing, at least in Pittsburgh. And this will be one of the few good things I say about Pittsburgh, because I think this is a good idea, but I think the rest of Pittsburgh is a shithole and I fucking hate their hockey team. But this, this has potential to be a good way to make the workplace a little, uh, what the fuck am I trying to say here? It, it, it breaks the mold of the typical manager, you know, trying to take everybody out for a team building retreat, walking across the hot coals and all that bullshit. Now I know my boss would never think of doing something like this. Were I a boss, I would think of doing something like this, provided my employees weren't all alcoholics, because then that could create problems. But I think it's a good idea. But maybe that's just me. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> Mitch, go Pirates. I don't give a shit about the Pirates. <laughs> are, are the are the Pirates actually doing anything this season? I, I remember. I, I I thought I saw that they were actually not totally shitty this year, but I pretty much uh, pay attention to the Tigers and Red Sox, and that's about it. And uh, you know, to as as Marianne might say, go Sharks. Actually, no, that's not as bad as Marianne would say it. But, um, I don't know, Dark Fox might think that's more accurate. <laughs> and, um, son of a bitch. Mitch, the Pirates of the baseball team. <laughs> and Punchy chimes in. They're one game behind for the division. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Fuck the Penguins. Fuck Sidney Crosby. Fuck up Jenny Malkin. Um, is there anybody else in that team? Eh, fuck Mark andre Fleury. Uh... I don't even remember anybody else on the team right now, so I don't give a shit. <laughs> um, so this is what happens when I really drink for the show. You guys missed this, didn't you? Um, oh, and back a uh, little bit back to that uh, that Nightline video that I played where they were talking with Jim Cook from Boston Beer Company. See, I can't do an impression of him, and I shouldn't even try. I don't know why I'd bother it. Jim Cook is apparently now... A billionaire, yes, Jim Cook, the uh, well, the godfather of craft beer, as it were, 
is a fucking billionaire now. Um, oh, there's there's actually a video on this page. I don't know if it's uh if it's worthwhile. Let me let me let me click on this. See what happens. Uh, uh, so you've uncovered yet another billionaire, and this is a guy who's actually been out there quite a bit selling his products. So how did he how did he do this? What's happened recently? Well, the big story. And how did you get into news reporting? You can't speak. Yes, I'm on internet radio, and I can't speak, but I'm on internet radio. I'm not on fucking Bloomberg TV. Right, and the story is written by Brennan Coffey, a reporter in Boston, so I need to give him a quick shout-out. But the, <laughs> sure. the story is is that Beer City... Ugh. No, don't give him a shout-out. Give him give him a fucking reference or cite him. or Don't... Ugh. Sales really have been oh, flat for the most part. The big story is that craft beer is up. It's up about 15%. Uh, so it's Okay, fuck this video. I, I'm hearing that 15% number everywhere. Every video I play. I'll just kind of read from the article a little bit. Uh... Jim Cook, Boston Beer Company, third largest American-owned brewery. It also made him a billionaire. Sales of his flagship Samuel Adams brand helped Boston Beer shares double in the past year and reach a record high on Friday. That is uh, last Friday. Uh, Total American beer sales fell 2% in the first half of 2013, while the craft brew segment grew. Anybody? Do you you know the number? Do you know the number number that it grew? Is it it, it 15%? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so... Consumers flocked to Boston Beer's 70-plus offerings. Boston Lager, of course. Uh, small batch specialty brews, such as Norse Legend. I don't believe I've ever seen that one, but it, I don't see a lot of the specialty ones either. Um, I want to see if they're saying... Uh, yeah, his, his net worth is above $1 billion. Uh, he's never appeared on an international wealth ranking, so that's kind of interesting. I want to see if they mention what shares are. Uh, Boston Beer has 1.3% of the U.S. market, just behind Yingling, uh, which is the second largest U.S.-owned brewing company with 1.5% share. Wow, I didn't realize Yingling was actually that high, even. Uh, wow, Yingling, uh, Richard L. Dick Yingling has a fortune valued at more than $2.7 billion. I was unaware that Yingling was uh, rolling the money like that. I actually want to see what... Uh, if they mention the share prices, like where... Fuck. I, I know I read it somewhere that where the share prices started. I, I think it was something like... The IPO was at $20 a share, but Boston Beer... They put, uh, they had something in their cases of beer that would allow buyers of the beer to buy in at fifteen dollars a share, something like that. But uh, there was a second article, and let me uh, make sure I'm not missing anything here. Ooh, Marianne left me a couple of presents. Nice. Um, it has to do with Jim Cook's bonuses, and this is kind of interesting because obviously you know it affects the whole billionaire status. But, um, let's see, Jim Cook did not get his 2012 bonus. Last year, Boston Beer couldn't quite catch the rest of the craft beer gang. Small batch brewers in total posted a 15% increase in sales. We already knew that. Goddamn, 15%, fucking everywhere. Everybody's on the... Well, at least it's consistent. So I can probably trust that 15% number. 
um, besting Boston beer and costing Cook about 78000 from his 2012 bonus. Motherfucker, that's more than I make in a year. Fuck you. Uh, Boston Beer uh, CEO Martin Roper camp a little dry as well, with 15% of his bonus tied to beating craft beer. He missed out on about $186,000. Let's see. So the the bonus formula for Jim Cook. Bonus? What the fuck is that? I remember when I got a bonus once. I think it was maybe the first year I worked where I'm at. And I've been there for 14 years now. Fuck that. Um, it was devised by the company's board. It rewards Jim Cook for two seemingly contradictory goals, as they say. He gets 20% of a predetermined bonus if he succeeds in supporting and cultivating the small beer sector in the U.S. beverage industry. So basically, he'll get that bonus if craft beer as a whole does well, which is pretty interesting. And then he's eligible for the same amount of his bonus, another 20%, if Boston beer sales outpace the overall sales of its craft beer rivals. So I can see how that might be at odds there. He wants to promote craft beer, make craft beer more profitable overall, but wants Boston beer to be at the top of that heap. So makes sense. Um, let's see. Uh, still, Cook was deemed about 50% effective in cultivating the small beer movement, that is, his competitors, and this was good for an additional 39000 in bonus pay. So, god damn it. I would love... I, I can't imagine getting a bonus. Bonus! Of $39,000. Bonus! Bonus! I, I don't take home that much in a fucking year. Ugh. Ah, mother... But I, I still like Jim Cook. He's a good guy, but god Damn it! Oh, maybe I need to start. You know, maybe I need to open a brewery, and then I can get some of that money from him because I know he likes to help the small brewers. Um, hey, Cornex in the chat. Um, oh, I guess your laptop is working. Sorry, dude. My I, I promoted your new gig. Ah. <laughs> uh. oh, okay. Sorry, I had to kill off that bottle of Hazel Brown. Um, like Punchy says, 39000 is more than two years when he worked at Target. Ah, and see, it's weird because Jim Cook seems like one of those guys that really is still involved in the business and does get his hands dirty to a point versus, I don't know, you know, let's say, um, you know, some, someone on, someone on Wall Street, one of those, one of those bigwig bankers at the uh, Occupy Wall Street crowd don't seem to like too much. Um, you know, and they get bonuses in, you know, the six figures for helping to fuck the economy. And, you know, fucking mortgages and everything like that. Eh, Jim Cook, I can't get too angry at. Especially because he's making beer and I just drank another bottle of it. So, but ugh, still, still, still sucks. Still sucks. Um, I don't know where the fuck I was going. I don't think Cornex derailed me. I think I, I think I derailed myself. Ooh. Ah, motherfucker. Okay, lesson to you people. When you have a bucket of ice and beer, don't put it beneath your chair. 
That's a bad place for it. Ah, okay. So before I get into another story, and why is there a fucking ant on my desk? Goddamn cocksucker motherfucker. If I pulled your legs off, you'd look like a snowman. I miss Mitch Hedberg. Ah. Uh, oh. This is, this is, uh, the next story will be something that will, mm, might kind of interest Mitch because it's relevant to his interests, sort of. But before I do that, crack open another beer. I managed to find Southern Tears, uh, Warlock from their Blackwater series. It's their Imperial Pumpkin Stout, which does not replace Pumpkin, thankfully. But wanted to pick this up because I knew I was going to try it and I figured, why the fuck not? Um,. Oh no, Marianne hit a pitfall seed somewhere in my town. And I'm probably going to fucking fall over it too if she hit it well. God damn it. Oh, I actually... To, to, to let... Oh, see, this is going to be amusing for uh, about three of us. Me, Marianne, and Ashley. I, uh, I found out one of my villagers was having a birthday today. So I went to her house and I happened to have a pitfall seed on me. And she was like, did you bring me a gift? It's okay if you didn't. So I just gave her a pitfall seed. She was very happy with it. So at least I didn't have to, thro- to throw it away or bury it somewhere else. So, w- wow. Oh, goddamn. Okay. Warlock Imperial Stout brewed with pumpkins and natural flavor. 8.6% alcohol by volume. I'll give you the full stats on here. Uh, 19 degree Plato, which I... You know, one of these days I'm going to figure out what the fuck this means. Uh, Two-row pale malt, caramel malt, black malt, Munich malt, pureed pumpkin, magnum hops, sterling hops, and natural flavor. This is really, really fucking good. Mm. Southern Tier seems to consistently do pumpkin really, really well. Uh, Pumpkin is easily my favorite pumpkin beer. Uh, Weyerbacher's Imperial Pumpkin is probably a close second. But this, god damn, they, they did a really good job with this. So if if you like your pumpkin beers, if you like pumpkin, this is kind of a heavier step up from it. Look for Southern Tears Warlock. It's got a um, kind of a black jack-o'-lantern with a, well, with a purple wizard hat on top. I don't know can't really i could take a picture and post it in the chat but that that would probably take too much coordination but who knows maybe i could actually figure this out see the 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 trick to that is actually i don't know kind of rambling on without making it sound like you're rambling while doing something else at the same time so yeah you, you have to kind of be successful with that and see what happens so you, you never know might work might not the one added benefit of the way I have my phone set up is that uh, any pictures I take are just going to go straight to Dropbox. And, oh, well, look, it pops up right there. So, I mean, it, of course, I could also post it on Twitter right now, too, if I really wanted to do that. And I suppose if I went to my Twitter feed, that would that would probably be even easier because then I could link it that way and continue to ramble on and make it sound like I know what I'm talking about. Although I can't really copy the image from Instagram because I forgot that it isn't quite coded like that, so it doesn't make it easy. Motherfucker, 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 motherfucker. So now, see, now, now my computer has made it difficult for me. My computer has made it difficult for me, and I have to go into this folder. I have to copy this picture. 
And then I actually have to go into my Dropbox, and then you hear my fucking Windows clicky, clicky, beep, whatever, when I go into everything. And see, I paste that, I gotta wait for it to upload, do a copy public link, and then I try and go into the chat. And if you're not in the chat, you should be in the chat, morelikeradio.com slash live. And then, maybe, just maybe, the image will poke. What the fuck did I just do in Chrome? Oh, good lord. That's not, okay. And motherfucker. See, okay. And there. That's how you do it as a solar radio professional trying to post that picture. God damn it. Uh, Believe me, those of us that do shows by ourselves, not easy. Me, Ashley, um, I think Dark Fox has been doing his alone a lot for the most part. Not easy. Not easy. Have pity on us, please. Because... Oof, yeah. Especially someone like me that's drinking during the show. That's especially not easy. But anyway, as I mentioned, something that would be irrelevant to Mitch, it's, as they put it on businessinsider.com, an incredible new Guinness ad breaks the industry stereotype. Now, I... You know what? Let me cue this up. I'm not actually going to play it on here. I'm just going to load the YouTube window so I can get the link out of it. And I can post in the chat if anybody wants to watch it on their own. Because it, it's it's a very just visual kind of thing. Um, there we go. Link's in the chat. The general theme of the commercial, it's unique for beer. Most beer commercials you see... What do you see? You see guys at the bar... And maybe they're trying to hit on a woman and the woman makes the guy look like an idiot or it's something at the beach, you know, guys sitting there with beers and girls are in bikinis playing volleyball and oh, the volleyball just rolled past them and they pick it up and walk past and offer the girls a beer and (laughs) they're all playing volleyball, you know, shit like that. Those, Those are the beer commercials you see. It's either about making guys look stupid or... Seeing attractive people having fun with attractive people. That's pretty much what it comes down to. This Guinness ad has something different to it. So, uh, the way the, let's see, the way this article describes it, in it, a group of muscular men partake in an intense game of wheelchair basketball as stirring music plays in the background. Now, I'm gonna spoil the ending because um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna play it because there's really no point to that. Um, yeah, Mitch. Mitch said he saw it. Uh, he said a lot of people are upset about it, but he liked it from a marketing standpoint. After about 40 seconds of physical play, five of the six men stand up from their wheelchairs, revealing they were using the chairs to include a friend who has a physical disability. Afterward, they celebrate with a round of Guinness as a voiceover reminds viewers that quote the choices we make reveal the true nature of our character. So it's a more sensitive kind of beer commercial but it's not sensitive to the point of uh, there's really no way I can put this without potentially offending someone but they make it sensitive without it being too wussy girly whatever it's sensitive but still being manly you know that kind of thing and I think it's a good commercial I think it, it works really well now I could, you know, I could see, like Mitch said, people being upset about it. I'm, I'm guessing that it is probably 
the disabled that are pissed off about it that you know people that can walk fine playing in the wheelchairs and blah 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 probably something like that maybe maybe trying to use a disability to market beer or something like that I mean, any people get pissed off about anything nowadays however i actually um discovered that this could be pure coincidence or it may not be but there was a very 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 similar commercial released before and i'm not saying guinness ripped this off it might be a borrowed idea it could be kind of from the same marketing agency kind of thing i don't know but there was a commercial for an indian ice cream product called mother dairy's chills which pretty much had the same concept but instead of you know instead of promoting beer at the end of the game these guys were eating ice cream bars like there was an ice cream bar there was like a drumstick kind of thing I don't know. I think it works better for beer. I think it works better for beer than it does ice cream. Ice cream, I don't know. If, if I was one to play basketball after a basketball game, I think I'd like a beer. I don't think I'm going to be like, oh, ice cream, man. I want an ice cream bar. Oh, I don't know. So I'll, 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 give, I'll give Guinness the props on this one because I think it works better. Um. Oh, and there's a link at the bottom of this one. Apparently, uh, they tested the double-stuffed Oreo, and they can prove that it's not actually double-stuffed. That's very, very, very disappointing. But I don't eat Oreos anymore anyway because, um, well, when I kind of like some people with beer, if I have one Oreo, I'm going to have several Oreos. If I have several Oreos, uh, my digestive tract will suffer the following day. And... Um, I know most people won't, won't want to hear this, but it's MLR. So, um, you know, get the Oreo shits. That's what happens. Um, okay, Mitch in the chat, he said, uh, most people I saw bitching were saying they're lowering standards to allow less abled people to play instead of including someone that's fallen on hard times. It blew my mind. That's what people were complaining. Jesus Christ. That's what they were complaining. What the fuck is wrong with... Ugh. Okay, it, it, it's known, you know, previously that I, well, was a bit more liberal-leaning, but god, the fucking liberals that bitch about this stuff, what the fuck, what, I mean, I jumped out of the fucking Democratic Party as, uh, party as, like, I don't know. It was a number of months ago, as soon as Obama really started pulling his garbage shit, whatever, I'm libertarian registered now, but this is not a political show, this is a beer show. Mitch has a new challenge, so let's get into that. Eat two packs of double-stuffed Oreos in less than ten minutes. Marianne said she'll do it. Oh, and then Mitch said jump in front of a truck. That would make a big mess on front of that truck. Big mess. Big mess. Especially if the uh, Oreos had not properly digested yet. Uh, seriously, I can't, I can't fucking eat Oreos anymore. I can't do it. I can't do it. Yes, punchy. Woo, libertarian. <laughs> I, 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 still, I still have a lot of those liberal leanings, but I don't want to be associated with most of these fucking liberals anymore. 
Oh, they, most of the liberals piss me off. Most of the conservatives piss me off. So, libertarians the way I go now. That's what I'm saying. Ah. Okay. You know what? Let me do one more thing here, and then I'll hit my proper break today. Um. <laughs> Mitch has a new challenge. Walk up to a random stranger's dog and eat its shit in less than 10 minutes. See, that sounds like a wonderful idea for the next brain stew bowl. <laughs> and then rape the owner? <laughs> in less than 10 minutes. Okay, I was going to say, you know, I, I would think raping the dog might be more of a challenge, but yeah, in less than 10 minutes, raping the owner might be a little more difficult. <laughs> and Punchy agrees, liberals and conservatives are crazy. Yeah. It took me a while to learn that, but I, I have learned that, and uh, I don't know. I, I used to I used to be a much happier person before I became enlightened in the world of politics, and then after that, it, it's been all downhill since then, and I've been on antidepressants ever since. So, <laughs> explains that to you. So, um, this one I'll hit up before break. Actually, I might even, uh, at least one or two. I don't know. Epic Brewing is kickstarting a new sour beer program. Now, you guys know I love my sour beers. Love, love, love my sour beers. Well, Epic Brewing, they're kickstarting a new sour beer program with feeders f- from uh, New Belgium Brewing. Now, apparently, feeders. Uh, and I think I'm pronouncing that right. It's F-O-E-D-E-R-S. They are three, or let's say, I'm sorry. Um, well, okay. Let me start over again. Epic City, or, motherfucker, I'm, I'm trying to read too fast. Epic Brewing, based out of Salt Lake City, they're going to use three 60 hectoliter wooden barrels, which are called feeders, that it just bought from New Belgium Brewing in Fort Collins to jumpstart a brand new sour and wild ale program in Denver in the next few weeks. They were trying to advance their sour beer program, but they ran out of space in Salt Lake. They knew they couldn't do it up until uh, Denver was up and running. They were going to do it in wine barrels, but when they bought the feeders, it meant they could get it. They could really get more capacity done sooner and better. So they finalized plans on Friday to add a series of sour beers to their existing product line, which makes me fucking happy. For those of you that may not be sure what uh, Epic Brewing does, they have uh, like their fruit ones, uh, their their brainless series, like brainless on peaches, um, uh, was it uh, brainless on cherries, stuff like that. I, I think there's a brainless on blueberries. Um, so they've got those kind of things going there, and the sour beers they want to have them kind of kind of similar to them but add those um the um and I always have a problem pronouncing this brettanomyces le- uh, yeast and lactobacillus before aging them for at least 4 months so they're jumping into this sour program uh, let me f- f- scroll through here um Let's see, New Belgium prefers to use 130 hectoliter feeders, which hold the equivalent of 104 barrels or 208 kegs worth of beer. Um, that meant that three little ones were available, and the little ones, the 60 hectoliter ones, so they were able to get them uh, to Epic. Um, Epic found out about them before they even went on sale through a mutual brewing friend. They pounced on them right away. They said they're pristine, absolutely perfect for what they're doing. 
very few U.S. breweries have the feeders, and outside of New Belgium's location, they're rare in Colorado as well. So Epic is using them. They're going to start blending up their line, adding the sours. The first one, it's going to be a Belgian Golden Ale, similar to their brainless Belgian Golden. And like I said, it's going to have that Brettanomyces yeast and the Lactobacillus, aged four months. More sour beers makes me happy because the the more sour beers that we start seeing domestically created, the the better it is for the marketplace. Like right now, it it is rough for me. Like there there are really 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 good sours out there, like La Roja from um, from Jolly Pumpkin. But I can't always be paying fifteen dollars a bottle for that. That's a once in a once in a while kind of thing. Even the Sour Power Variety Pack, which has um, fuck, I, I'm trying to remember what it has. Um, was it Monk's Monk's Pale Ale, the Oud Brune Ale? Um, I'll have to look that up later. But three different varieties in there, and it's like a twenty four dollar six pack. Eventually, it. It is rough to pay that much, and it sucks that I like the sour beers. It would actually be a lot easier if I liked the IPAs because you can find those fucking anywhere for cheap. But eh, that is that is the way it goes when you when you like a specific style. Of course, it's always going to be the more expensive one. That's just what happens. Uh, so you know what? With that, we're we're at about fifteen past the hour. Uh, so I'll uh, get my break. Ready to go here. Um, so some stuff I want to cover after the break. Uh, let's see what I think I'll actually be able to cover. Um, let's see. Utah bar was busted for bootlegged beer. A Texas man was shocked to find a snake in his beer. Uh, and then there's another Texas story after that about a uh, beer-related invention in Texas. A uh, Hello Kitty beer in China. That's a quickie. A new ice-free cooler that keeps beer cold for up to 10 hours. A couple other things that may get into if time a lot. And then, of course, the new beer reveals and releases for the week. I got a few good ones in here. A few I held off from last week and then a couple new ones for this week. So come back after the break. Alcohol by volume on morelikeradio.com. Alcohol by Cheers. volume, Kevin's oh, show. Hey, hey. Oh, it's the name of the show. Hey, Live Radio. Uh, now I'm now I'm realizing that this is all gonna be on fucking podcast. Oh boy! I told yeah, you. Yeah, we were trying. I was trying to warn you the whole time, dude. I don't care. I'm voluntarily skyping into you. Use us to make a promo. I don't care. No, mm-hmm. dude. Like I said, my fiance doesn't listen. Dutch got drunk one night. Well, he gets drunk every night. But he got drunk one night, and I used it as a promo. Why not? Use this into a promo. I, I give everyone permission to turn this audio into a promo. I don't he, care. He also used drunk me for a promo, too. You remember? I, I, yeah. AJ, you play it every week. I do. Folks at home, radio gold like this happens every Sunday and Thursday at midnight on 360 on 420. Only on morelikeradio.com. If you weren't able to catch the last Hippo Juice show, here's what you probably missed. The credibility that they are using is a bouncer at a Columbian strip club. Credibility. 
<laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious! Let's say it three more times. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, to save you, gotta save my soul. Wow, but down, bow down, wow, diddy, wow, wow. Listen to the Hippo Juice Show live every Wednesday night, seven to nine p.m. on MoreLikeRadio.com. Do you like video games? Are you a little antisocial? Well, listen to Antisocial Gamer Radio, Tuesdays from 3 to 5 on morelikeradio.com. Fellas, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration, plus a free extra gift so sensual, we can't mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type DEAL48 for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code DEAL48 at adamandeve.com. Join Marianne and Kitty on Daytime Divas, where Marianne's milkshake brings all the creepers to the yard, and their life is better than yours, damn right, it's better than yours, I could teach you, but I have to charge. Daytime Divas, Thursdays at 8 a.m. on morelikeradio.com. High Society Radio is now part of MoreLikeRadio.com. Who's all part of the More Like the uh, More Like Radio cavalcade of stars? Oh. Who, who are you joining there? Oh well, Hippo Juice—they're the the soul behind More right. Like Radio, and we're we're jumping on there. High Society Radio—that is. What other what other kind of shows are over there though? Oh, there's there's plenty. There's a there's just a roster. That's ridiculous. There's 360 on 420. Mm-hmm. There's a gentleman show. There's Ain't Social Gamer Radio. There's the Red Show. There's Daytime Divas. Okay, so you're not out there by your by yourself in the cold anymore. No. You're fucking with... A family. Yeah, a real family. A family of gangsters. Take the edge off. MoreLikeRadio.com It's like rap music you can understand. Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. Hey, man, when you need to look your finest, what do you do? Well, I grab my favorite t-shirt, of course. You know, I just knew you were going to say that, and I was going to ask, have you ever checked out T-Fury? I think so. That's the website with the new t-shirt every day, right? That's the one. At tfury.com, there's a brand new t-shirt design every day, and each one lasts for only 24 hours, then it's gone forever. So it's tea today, gone tomorrow? Exactly. That's a lot of t-shirts. 
Where do they all come from? Well, each design is submitted by a freelance artist, so no two are exactly alike. And the best part? All these tees feature nothing but nerd references. Whether it's movies, TV shows, video games, cartoons, comics, or culture, they're all awesome. And get this, each tee is just 11 bucks. Dude, it looks like I need to update my wardrobe. What's that website again? Just use tinyurl.com slash MLRTs. That's tinyurl.com slash MLRTEES. Each limited edition tee lasts for only 24 hours, so get over there before time runs out. Check out today's Tea Fury design right now at tinyurl.com slash MLRTs. Hey everybody, this is Alexa. You can hear my Uncle Sean say terrible things on the Hippo Juice Show. Wednesday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Followed by the Red Show from 9 to 11. And now mark out radio with Big T and Dark Fox is on Wednesday too. Join them during their new time slot, 11 to 1 a.m. Only on morelikeradio.com. Hi, this is Marianne from Lust and Love. Recently, we decided the show needed more dicks, so we found the manliest man we knew to fill the spot, Dark Fox. I know this is weird, but my boyfriend broke up with me because my dick is too short. He praised me about my skills and all, but this is a really good reason for a breakup? Because it's really hurting me until now. I can't seem to forget all the memories we had together. I know this can't be the reason, or maybe has he met another guy? I really cannot get over him because once he told me, I love your dick, whilst he was stroking it. That's the reason I will never let go. Lust in love, now gayer than ever. And that's saying a lot considering we used to have Hammy on the show. Join us Monday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern on morelikeradio.com. Steve, do you think you could say this line here? This line here. OSW Review, an old school wrestling podcast that won't kidnap you and kill you. Just just emphasize won't, so it makes it sound like a competition will kill you. OSW Review, an old school wrestling podcast that won't kidnap and kill you. And you're listening to More Like Radio. MoreLikeRadio.com Because mean people need to laugh too. You're on the list. The list? I'm, I'm Sweet D's brother, so we're good. Can't let you back there unless you're on the list. We gotta be on that. We should be on the list. I'm not on a list for a place that I don't want to be. You know how that feels? Hey, D. D. Don't play this game, D. I, I, we're five feet away from you. I know you're here. D. D. Da. 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 Da, 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 Dennis, you're out. Oh, Go, before she changes her mind. Go. First. Hey, who do you think you are? What's the matter with you, Dennis? You see them? They're supporting me, okay? Because they believe in me. A fan club could really help further my career. Career? 
Oh, wow, D. See, you don't have a career. All right, so I need you to stop all this right now. It's gone too far. Now come meet Walt. He is my select. You know what I think this is about, Dennis? I think you're jealous. I don't think you want me to succeed. D, let me be very clear about something. You will never succeed. Ever. Instead, you will fly too close to the sun, and you will choke, and you will gag in a spectacular manner. So please, for the love of God, take Walt. I am Walt. She knows your goddamn name, Walt. I said it like a thousand well, times. You know what? I don't want to be with Walt, okay? And I don't want you to find me a man. What I need you to do is stay out of my way. Welcome to our number, um, well, half hour, number two, whatever. Dark All by Volume. I'm morelikeradio.com. If you are listening live, but you're not in the chat, come join us in the chat, morelikeradio.com slash live. And if you are listening via podcast, you can listen live Tuesdays, 6 to 8 p.m. You can listen live in the chat, morelikeradio.com slash live. You can also listen live on the wonderful TuneIn app, which is fucking fantastic. So if you're not listening live, it's always fun. The chat room is always amusing, and most nights it kind of devolves into some sort of food talk. Like, for instance, right now I could really go for a Baconator. I totally admit it. Um, and I think, let me see. Uh, did I? Okay, yeah, I did just post that. Cool. I, I posted something on Twitter that I think Cornex will like, but... Depends if he's still in the chat. Anyway, let me get back into some of the stories here. Uh, Utah bar busted for bootlegged beer. I did not realize this could actually still be a thing. Oh, excuse me. Undercover liquor cops have busted a Salt Lake City bar for allegedly selling bootlegged beer. Now, it's not that they were, you know, making their own beer and selling it at the bar or whatever. And, you know, without a proper license or whatever. The spot... Located at 870 South Main Street, was locked up Friday. No one answered the telephone. No signs were posted on the door, listing business hours or whether it was closed. The bust in May was conducted by undercover liquor sting officers who ordered two unauthorized beers drawn from a list provided by another bar owner. The agents purchased Alaska Winter Ale and 90 Shilling Ale and then confiscated eight other bottles of beer not sold in state liquor stores. Now, that's the key right here, that (laughs) Cornax's reaction in the chat. Holy Jesus, fuck. Okay, and that was what I wanted to hear. (laughs) Um, But the, the thing here is how they say not available in state liquor stores. So, officials said because the beers cannot be purchased in Utah, it appears the products were brought in from out of state in violation of state liquor laws. Ugh. I mean, I I don't know 100% if Jersey has a thing like that, that if a bar brought in some stuff from Pennsylvania and tried to sell it in their bar, I don't know. But we, we know for certain that Utah is fucked up when it comes to how stringent their liquor laws are because of the goddamn Mormons. Um Let's see. Uh, Lieutenant Troy Marks of the State Bureau of Investigation said officers are waiting for the owner to return to Utah so he can be given the opportunity to answer questions before the case proceeds. The 
club has been in business for nearly a decade. All bars and eateries are required to purchase alcoholic beverages from state liquor stores or licensed individuals such as beer wholesalers at the same price that consumers pay. So this does seem to be a just a Utah kind of thing. Um, let's see. The bust originated from a complaint to the DABC from Salt Lake City bar owner Mike Alst- Mark Alston with the Bayou located at 645 South State Street. Alston told liquor control officials the spot was selling four brands of unauthorized beer. So it's another fucking bar owner that narked on the other guy. The fucking pussy bitch. Come on. Ugh. And... Who's who knows if he's not selling unauthorized beer? Don't, goddamn, don't be a little bitch. Go to the bar, talk to the owner, and saying, "Look, I know you're you're selling unauthorized beer. This shit could get you in trouble. I'm just giving you a heads up." That would be, I don't know, maybe the courteous, proper thing to do. Yeah, I know you're in competition, but come, don't be a fucking bitch about it. Ugh. Um. Let's see. Alston said in an email, "We simply asked the DABC how to get the beers the spot was selling, as we had many customers asking about them. We were told that those beers were not available through the state. This most likely alerted them to the sales. Our intent was to be able to sell those beers as they're highly desired, and we've been trying to get several of them for years. We thought we may have simply missed an opportunity. No, you fucking narked on another bar that was doing better than you, and you wanted to fuck them because they had the they had the you know in, the ingenuity." to sneak in beers from out of state. And you had to be a bitch and narc on them. So, let's see, what's what's the name of this? Fuck you, Mark Alston of the Bayou in Salt Lake City. Fuck you for being a bitchy little narc. Uh, I, I'd like to know how long the Bayou's been open. Because like they said, the spot has been open for nearly a decade. So I'm, I'm very curious about this. Um, the agents, let's see, they seized two bottles of 90 shilling ale named for a Scottish method of taxation and, wait, seriously, and six bottles of Coors Batch 19 pre-prohibition law, what? The Coors Batch 19 isn't available in Utah. You're fucking shitting me. Ah. Ah, it fucking annoying. This is... This is why I could never own a bar, because I would just start fucking punching bitchy people. Ugh. Okay, let me get into this next story. I don't think this one's as as angry a story. Texas man shocked to find snake in his beer. Now, technically, it was not in his beer, and the snake was not alive, but it's close enough. Um, let's see, Marcus Forsen from Texas told local TV station KTRK that when he first opened the box of Bud Light, he put his hand in and his fingers closed around the snake's head. I pulled my hand back and pulled out the snake. He added that he thought he had been the victim of a practical joke and his wife had put a rubber snake in with his beers, but soon he realized it was real. Um, ew. Unfortunately for Forsen, the snake had been in the box for some time and the smell rendered the beer undrinkable. Well, was it the snake, or was it the fact that it was Bud Light? Yeah, I don't have any soundboard, otherwise I'd have some kind of applause 
laugh track, something there. Um, let's see. There's no way I was going to drink the beer because it stunk bad. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, the snake was dead. It had been in there a while, and it was freezing cold. Uh, so apparently a snake crawled into... Uh, oh, fuck. Okay, this is a problem. When I drink, I get tired. God damn it. Snake crawls into a box of Bud Light. Well, yeah, apparently uh, it, it liked the Bud Light. Uh, Brewer compensated him, apologized, explained the snake must have crawled into the box in one of its warehouses. So that, that'll happen in Texas. Something else will happen in Texas. Um, what problem downloading the video? Fuck you. Reload the page, goddammit. My internet connection is fucking fine, you fucking piece of shit, telegraph.co.uk, so you better fucking load it. Okay. Something else from Texas, something invented in Texas here. So let me cue this up. Woo! Texas's state fair offers the whole range of fried food, including old favorites, fried cookie dough, fried butter... Whoa, whoa, wait a second. Fried butter... Have any of you in the chat had fried butter? That almost sounds like um, the deliciousness that uh, Homer Simpson made when he didn't go to church that one day and made a waffle and wrapped it around the butter. Similar. Similar kind of flavor profile. But um, I uh, I don't think I'd... Well, okay, I'm lying. I, I'd try fried butter. I would try it just once. I've had fried Oreos. I think I had a fried Snickers bar once. Trying to think of any other weird fried things I've had before, but uh, fried butter that, uh, that 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 almost just seems gratuitous. And are those snakes in bottles of liquor? Because goddamn. <laughs> Wait, what? What cornex? What am I stopping? What am I stopping? The fried butter. <laughs> I'm confused now, and I'm relying on the chat. <laughs> I I, I, I I enjoy a fried Oreo. Oh, and Roy Black on Crack said his mom found a dead tarantula in a box of bananas. Jesus Christ. I, I've gotten better with spiders over the years, but if I find a fucking dead tarantula in a box of bananas, I would probably toss the box out the back door and set it on fire. So, let me get back into this. And last, but by no means least, fried caviar. Fried fucking cat. How the... How the fuck do you fry caviar? How? I don't understand this. And secondly, why? Why would you be frying caviar? Caviar is disgusting on its own. I mean, I've, I've, I've tried it before. It's not delicious. I think people convince themselves it's delicious because it's, you know, the, the, the fucking elite rich thing to fucking do. Oh, Cornex is saying stop the fried butter talk. You've had fried butter, Cornex, haven't you? Oh, wait. <laughs> maybe after, maybe after, uh, what, what, what he ate. <laughs> maybe, maybe the fried butter is not, uh, resting on his stomach very well. So let me get back to this. But the food clogging more arteries than any other this year was invented by Mark Zabel. What it is, is it's pretzel dough with liquid beer inside. Yes, it is a pretzel with beer inside. Well, it's deep-fried beer pockets made using pretzel dough. Oh, the creation deep-fried beer pockets. It's like a beer hot pocket. Chins are fried in boiling oil for 20 seconds, just long enough to retain their alcoholic potency. 
Oh, and here an Asian gentleman makes a weird face while eating it. Sorry, I'll continue. <laughs> Few went back for second helpings, though. Uh, honest reaction uh, is, is not any good. <laughs> i tell you the truth. Um, it's, uh, it's definitely warm, and uh, when you bite into it, it, uh, it gushes out a little bit of stale beer. I get the feeling this guy's using shitty beer with it, too. He's not using anything decent. And even those who backed the dish sounded less than convincing in their defense. The kind of the doughiness, and then you have the coldness, the squirt, you know, of the beer coming through, and it kind of just went through on your tongue. Zabel says he's already thinking about next year's fried invention. My advice, you can't put a price on a deep-fried sausage. Okay, a deep-fried sausage sounds pretty good. But, okay, with with this beer, this deep-fried beer, the, the way they're describing it, it almost sounds like one of those fucking fruit gushers or those pieces of gum they had with the liquid in the center. It, it, it does not sound like a pleasurable experience. Um... But the article says, dunked in oil at 375 degrees for about 20 seconds, short enough time for the confection to remain alcoholic. Um, when diners take a bite, the hot beer mixes with the dough in what's claimed to be a delicious taste sensation. With that video, it does not sound like people thought it was a delicious taste sensation. Here's what you should do instead of maybe instead of deep frying it. Maybe, just maybe, you mix the beer with the pretzel dough and... I don't know, you make a pretzel. And then, you know, you're not going to retain the alcoholic vigor of the beer. But if you're using a decent beer, you might retain some of the flavor of it. Now, if this guy's using cheap-ass shit beer, well, there's no point. Um, seeing the article, inventor Mark Zabel said it had taken him three years to come up with the cooking method and a patent for the process is pending. Uh, five ravioli-like pieces will sell for $5 or three pounds, and the Texas Alcoholic Commission has already ruled that people must be aged over 21 to try it. Now, um, I know I read this from another article that was linked. He had said... Where the fuck is it? Um, he, he actually claimed nobody has been able to fry a liquid before. <sighs> even if you want to be technical with that and say it's true, he's not frying the liquid beer. He's frying the dough. He's not dropping the beer into the deep fryer. You know why? Because the beer would fall into the deep fryer and you would have oil and beer in the deep fryer. That's it. Nothing else. This, this is no different, honestly, than the fried Kool-Aid. Fried Kool-Aid, the Kool-Aid is rolled into the dough. Okay, this is pocketed into the dough like a ravioli. Okay, a little bit different. But the fried Kool-Aid would qualify as a liquid with this fucking dolt. So according to him, liquid has been fried before, even though he said nobody's been able to fry a liquid before. Fucking stupid fuck stick. Fucker, oh. This is uh, this is why I'm glad I've been drinking today because it makes me angry. Oh. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Marianne. <laughs> 
Wait, no, I said vigor, not nigger. Damn it! Now you, uh, 360 and 420. Was it Sundays and, fuck, um, damn it! I don't know, I don't know my own fucking schedule. Oh, I feel awful now. I'm clicking on it now. Hold on, hold on. Uh, let's see. 360 on 420. I know they're on Sunday nights. Um, I'm gonna get this right because I actually enjoy their show, but I always catch it on the damn download. Um, Sunday night into Monday morning, I suppose, uh, 11 to 2, or whenever they decide to finish, and then Fridays, or Thursdays, technically, so, Sunday and Thursday, Sunday, 11 to 2, Thursday, 12 to 3, or pretty much as late as they feel like going, check out 360 and 420, because I apparently just, uh, used one of their favorite words, <laughs> sorry guys, let me go back into the chat here, if I can figure out where to click, and there we go. <laughs> okay, so that that's it with the deep fried beer. Let's go into something a little more a little more kid friendly, I suppose. Oh god, motherfucking damn it. Um why did I just do that? Hold on. Y- you ever try and copy a link and then accidentally hit paste and um it makes things that much more difficult to actually copy the link. There we go. Okay, let's try this again. This is Hello Kitty beer. This is actually beer. It's very low alcohol. It is about... Let's see. Fuck. Uh, I, think, I think the article said like 2.3% alcohol by volume. Let me post this image here. Oh, I see Marianne said midnight. Is that midnight on Sundays as well? If that's true, then uh, somebody needs to update the uh, schedule image. Uh, where the fuck is my enter key? There we go. Okay, that is the Hello Kitty beer. No, cute, cute cans, you know. Kind of collectible there, if you're into that. So, Sanrio is officially peddling this. This is not some kind of weird bootleg kind of thing. It's an official, you know, Hello Kitty thing. There was, at one point, a Hello Kitty licensed beer that was produced by Bex, apparently. Um, holy shit, I've never seen this before. Let me uh, copy copy this image. Um, I get the feeling this was only available in Germany due to the German language on... Why the fuck is my keyboard so far away? On the, on the case there. So, Bex did have something like that... That actually looks creepier than the other one. Um, <laughs> Roy Black on crack in the chat. An alcoholic gets angry when you take away his beer. What does that make Kevin if he gets angry because someone fries beer? Someone somewhere fries beer. Um, I don't know. That makes me probably highly irrational. Um, so the Hello Kitty beer here. Um. This version of Hello Kitty beer is only available in China, but again, licensed by Sanrio. And, um, let's see, licensed by the Shanghai KT Trading Company, brewed by Taiwanese beer maker Long Chuan. The Hello Kitty beer is not your average beer. They're fruit-flavored wonders. So far, there have only been two flavors spotted in Beijing. Hello Kitty lemon-lime flavor. So I'm guessing you're probably looking at a kind of like a, you know, Bud Light with lime kind of flavor profile there and hello kitty peach flavor i've said it before 
Peach is big with beer now. Now, I don't expect this to have that nice bite that peach beer would have, but still, you know, they're trying something. According to Long Schwan's website and uh, this guy's local 7-Eleven clerk on Kotaku, there are more than six flavors of the beer, including passion fruit and banana. And um, that reminds me, I know um, Marie, again, from Hippo Juice and Dutch and Royce, she... Uh, tried or she tried or at least found that banana lambic that I had a it might have been a couple months ago. Actually, no, she did try it because she mentioned that it tasted like banana runts, and yes, it does indeed taste like banana runts. You're not finding a lot of banana beers out there, so this this ends up being a unique kind of flavor here. Um, all the beers come in at 2.3 percent alcohol by volume, which isn't much if you take it at face value. But in the article, they say these beers are dangerous. They're so ridiculously smooth and tasty that one can barely tell they're drinking beer. It's almost like drinking fruit juice, even if the cans do say beer or in Chinese, Pijou. So these aren't the same as, say, Belgian ales made with fruit. Nothing like a Duvel or a Blue Moon. Um, and this guy says, yes, I know Blue Moon is American. Uh-huh. Beers are closest to Chimay, uh, but with stronger flute. F- yeah. Flute? Fruit flavorings. The fruit isn't a note or a sense in these beverages, but instead the overpowering star of it all. So, that is kind of interesting. There's a, um, you know what, let me see if I can get... God damn it, Kotaku. I want to copy the fucking image. Why do websites always have to make things so goddamn complicated when I just want to share an image and promote you? Okay. This will show what the beer actually looks like out of the can so they're a very thin looking beer i mean it almost has the it has that opacity of a cider i'd say um lemon lime flavor tastes like a light limeade of sorts almost losing the lemon flavoring smooth and sweet like a lime soda didn't taste like beer the lime flavor was the strongest flavor in the brew the peach one also tasted more like fruit juice than beer it was good but sickly sweet again you can barely tell it's beer the only downside to the peach was that because it was so sweet there was this weird almost soapy aftertaste at the end of each si- at the end of each sip the peachy soapy flavor does linger on until something else washes it away. It took me three beers to get buzzed. Three. And this guy says, now keep in mind, I'm, I'm a big dude, nowhere near as big as our resident big man, Mr. Mike Fahey. I don't know who that is. But I'm a healthy 5'11", 196 pounds. So, um, And honestly, I mean, you look at that, like, three of those beers, let's see, that would be a cumulative, we could say a cumulative, you know, one beer of 6.9% alcohol by volume. Meanwhile, the beer I'm drinking right now is a 8.6, the Warlock, so I guess maybe if I had an empty stomach or something, I don't know. Mm. Mm. Um, so, Hello Kitty beer. This is something that if I was able to find it, I would try it, but again, this is completely localized to China. We are not going to find this here, which is a bummer because weird, unique kind of stuff like this I could totally go for just to say I've tried it. If anybody listening in China, I don't know if I have any Chinese listeners, who knows, if anybody does want to send me some of this, I would not turn it down. Hit me up on Twitter. You can... uh, DM me at the show Twitter at MLR underscore alcohol. If you, you know, if you can get a hold of this, let me know. I would, I would gladly, gladly accept some. 
Um, let's see here. Uh, let's see what the most interesting... Yeah, you know what? Let me go with this. This this will be the last story for the day. I, I got some lists that I can always hold off on because lists are timeless and lists I can always use if I run out of material otherwise. Seriously, I, just just as a quick... Just as a quick personal note moment. I am such an insecure douche. I am always so worried every fucking week that I'm not going to have enough to entertain you with. I'm not going to have enough info. I'm not going to have enough news stories. I'm just not going to have enough stuff. And every week, I, I manage to surprise myself. Every week, I manage to have what I need. It is... It is shocking. Um, and I know when when the lovely Logan Tittle called in and and she said, you know, you can never run out of things to talk about with beer. That may be true, but there are definitely slow weeks. I mean, I, I have a shitload of beer websites bookmarked and everything, and I'm always going through different stuff, trying to find stories that are at least somewhat interesting. I mean, there, there's there's a lot of shit that I could talk about otherwise that nobody's going to give a shit about. And I try and keep it to the interesting stuff for you guys. Same with the beer releases. I try and keep it to stuff that has enough of a wide release. I don't want to keep it to... I don't want to necessarily talk about all this stuff that, oh, well, this is only available at the brewery and it's only going to be available on the third Saturday in October if you're there at 2 p.m. I mean, if it's a unique blend, if it's a unique flavor, okay, yeah, maybe I'll talk about it a little bit. But otherwise, how many of us are going to get to taste that? There's no sense. There's no sense talking about it. So fuck that. No point, no point, no point whatsoever. So let me get into this last thing here. Um, it is a beer cooler that allegedly... Uh-oh, okay, Oh, something's crashing here. Uh, a beer cooler that allegedly keeps beers cold without ice. Uh, ice-free cooler keeps beers cold supposedly up to 10 hours. Um, it is called the Case Cooley. Uh, let's see. Like so many great ideas, the founder came up with came up with it over beers with friends. They were complaining about how they bought cases of beer to go tailgating but they were too lazy to get a cooler and a case of ice and they'd either have to drink it fast or they'd drink warm beer and, and nobody wants to drink warm beer unless it's a beer that is intended to be drank at that room temperature kind of thing. So what they did, they did a couple of years of prototyping. They found the right business partners to kind of, you know, work with them and the case coolie was created. And I think, uh, yep, let me copy this image in and I'll post this in the chat here. Um, uh, oof, hold on a second here. I mean, wow. I completely, completely started slouching in my chair to the point where my neck is almost at the seat of my chair. I don't know how I managed that. Um, and I see, uh, whoa, uh, whoa, <laughs> Mitch and Sherry are tripping me out here. Um, oh, let's see, Marianne said that, oh, damn, Rob just brewed some pumpkin beer. Marianne, you have to let me know how that turns out. Because I know pumpkin beer is one of those weird things where the balance of spices and everything. I am, ooh, 
I, I want to know how that turns out. Um, <laughs> and Sherry says, if you run out of beer talk, have a wine talk. Still alcohol. <sighs> I know I say it all the time. I want to do my wine show. I just want to do the proper research and do it good. I don't want to rush everything on a fucking Monday and, you know, have a half-assed wine show. I want it right. So, oh, and Rob did it. R- Rob did the beer with fresh pumpkin. That, that is the way you do it because from what I've read, a lot of, a lot of the, um, a lot of the pumpkin beers now, or at least trying to get into the pumpkin beer biz, they're either not using, they're not using fresh, fresh pumpkin. They're using, you know, basically what comes to a stale puree or they're using, you know, natural flavorings. I'm using quotation marks with my fingers here. Um, oh, Mitch isn't actually there. Uh, Sherry stole his chat while he, oh, while he cooks her dinner while her computer booted. Very nice. Uh, I'm, I'm curious, what what is Mitch making for dinner tonight? Because as we know, alcohol by volume always devolves into food. Mm. Um, while I wait for that, I'll uh, go into the, um, the, what, fuck, what is it called again? Uh, the Case Cooley post a, uh, oh, Mitch is listening. Awesome. <laughs> okay. I will post that. So that is the case coolie there. And uh, it's a neoprene um, outer layer. Inner layer made of an aluminum PET composite. Keep a case of beer cold for at least 10 hours. Weighs only uh, one and a half pounds. Sells for 30 bucks. Not a bad idea if you're doing a lot of tailgating. Um, shit, for me even, like it, it would actually probably be better than my bucket of ice that I have down here. So I'm not constantly wasting ice and having shit get all wet all over. Uh, the company's co-founders uh, got an initial 1,000 case coolies manufactured last year. They're currently available on the company's website, which is casecoolie.com, C-A-S-E-C-0... Wow, motherfucker. One more time, third time's a charm, C-A-S-E-C-O-O-L-I-E.com slash products dash page. Uh, they say they, we've proven the concept works. We prove we can sell it stores. Now we need people to go into stores and buy it and get reorders. We want to start growing a lot quicker. So it is it is a good idea. If it's something that can legitimately keep the beer cold for 10 hours, I would keep one in my car for any time I buy cold beer to keep my beer cold on the way home. Just to give it that added push there. Oh, thank you, Marianne. Genuinely, she says alcohol by volume is easily one of her top five favorite shows on MLR. I do appreciate that. I honestly, I appreciate the support from every one of my listeners because you guys are the ones that keep me doing this every single fucking week. And oh my god, that looks goddamn delicious. Oh, I see the uh, picture. It's chicken parm. Oh, oh, oh. One day, I wish I could go to Minnesota just so Mitch could cook for me because. Oh, everything I see him cook looks goddamn good. Okay. Let me close this out. Let me uh, go into my new beer re- reveals and releases for the week. Like I said, I'm going to hold off on the on the lists. Uh, Miller Lite, they're going a little bit retro, so a little bit of a big beer theme here with at least a couple of the things here. Miller Lite's going retro. From the beginning of next January through mid-March, Miller Lite, they're going to go back to their original can design 
which looks like this in the chat. Um, they're not changing the beer itself at all, but that that can actually reminds me. My dad did drink Miller Lite when I was little. I because I clearly remember that can just for some reason. Um, Miller Coors says ninety eight percent of Miller Lite cans are going to be converted under the program. It covers their twelve ounce, sixteen ounce, and twenty four ounce varieties. Uh, let's see. Then getting back into some of the Sam Adams. Sam Adams has a new. Sp- Spring seasonal that was apparently revealed via a beer label approval. This one is called Cold Snap. Post the image in the chat here. Um, and by the looks of it, it's going to be on cans because this label is a can label. It's a white ale with spices. It's going to be replacing their seasonal Alpine Spring. The last white ale spring seasonal was back in 2009 and it was a fan favorite. So they're going back to that again. Uh, from the description, it's a crisp and lively, uh, I'm sorry, it is crisp and lively. The hazy smoothness of this unfiltered white ale is roused by the cracking of spring spices. From a hint of sweetness from orange peel and plum to the peppery bite of fresh ground coriander. Um, y- y- you know what, Marianne, I noticed that too. With spices and spices added. That, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Um, from the hint of sweetness from orange peel and plum to the peppery bite of fresh ground coriander, the subtle blend of spices creates just the right refreshing kick to signal that spring is on its way. It's going to be around spring next year. I thought that was a misprint on their label too. If you're in the chat, and if you're not, you should be, um, it says a white ale brewed with spices and spices added. What I'm guessing, if that's not a misprint, is that they brewed it with spices then once it was done being brewed and maybe went they went to the secondary fermentation stage, they added more spices. That's the only thing I can think of there because otherwise that sounds ridiculous. But I'm, I'm glad you caught that because I caught that too and it seemed weird to me. I don't know. Okay, yeah. Cornex jumped in with that too. Brewed with spices, added means added after the brewing process. That's what makes sense to me. I, I would think that Sam Adams would be on their game with that, but I don't know. Uh, another Sam Adams, um, another seasonal. Uh, Sam Adams Escape Route Kolsch is apparently returning, and I think, uh, yep, I got a bottle label for that. I love that they make all these labels freely available. It's called Escape Route, um, to refresh your memory on what a Kolsch is, the style originated in Cologne, Germany. It's a uh, got a bright straw yellow hue, has prominent hoppiness. It's less bitter than your average German pale lager. So if you don't like, you know, the hoppy beers, you're still probably going to be okay with this. Again, like um, like uh, Cold Snap, supposed to be released spring 2014. 12-ounce bottles, 5% alcohol by volume. It'll likely be a different blend than the recent summer seasonal, which was the East-West Kolsch, which used jasmine sandback as a spice. I think I had that before, and I can't remember if I liked it or not. Uh, then this is one that I teased a bit earlier, and this is another kind of big beer thing. It's from Shock Top. Uh, it's their winter seasonal, potentially revealed by another label approval. Shock Top Chocolate Wheat, Belgian-style wheat ale brewed with spice, Aged on cocoa beans, 4.3% alcohol by volume. That's nice and sessionable, especially for a chocolate-based beer. 
it should hypothetically replace last year's end of the end of the world midnight weed as a winter season. Oh, they were cashing in on that whole 2012 end of the world kind of shit. I like chocolate in my beers. I don't think I've had one that isn't a stout, so I'm curious about the feel and taste of this one. So see what happens with this, and we're hitting upon eight o'clock. Um, but I can cut in a little bit, and I'll tell you why in a second, because so I won't feel guilty about this. Um, this is the last one here. This is from the brewery. I think this is going to uh, this is, is going to hit a little bit. Well, I hope this hits saturation. And uh, Marianne said about the shock top, she wants to try that one for sure. I I really want to try that one because I have not had a light chocolate beer like that. It 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 sounds good. But this one's from the brewery, Windowsill Sour Ale. If I can find this, I will be so fucking happy, and I will buy up so much of it if it's good. It's an ale brewed with raspberries and rhubarb. Now, longtime listeners of the show know that I fucking love rhubarb. Love rhubarb. And it's fermented in oak barrels. The flavor, it's supposed to mimic a fresh country pie. It's a bit heavy, 10.5% alcohol by volume, and it's supposed to release this month. I believe it is supposed to get saturation wherever the brewery is sold. So I hope, hope, hope I see it. And that is it with the uh, reveals, releases, and everything uh, that I'm talking about today. Um, So that's it for the show. You can always check out what we're talking about in the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash alcohol by volume. Follow me on Twitter at E-D-I-C-I-U-S or the show Twitter at MLR underscore alcohol. Look me up on untapped. I am alcohol by volume, all one word. If you want to add me as a friend on there, I am not going to reject you. Anybody, I will. I'll, I'll, I'll take you. I'll take you. Love having people on there. And of course, follow at More Like Radio on Twitter. Check out all the wonderful shows on morelikeradio.com. Um, download us at morelikeradio.org or morelikeradio.com slash downloads. Coming up next is, unfortunately, a replay of last week's Unsigned Hype because there's no new Unsigned Hype this week because, and I quote from Sir Darkseid, my place of employment is retarded. Yes, but they do have delicious chips and salsa. So. And, of course, that is followed by the illustrious... Dutch and Royce. Thank you for hanging out with me these past couple hours on Alcohol by Volume. I will see you guys next week. Thanks. <laughs>